Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to Cyberpunk Uncensored. I am Rob Mulligan, and I am with Eric and Matt today. What's up, guys? What's up? How you guys doing? Hey, everyone. Good. Um, so, yeah, before we get started, obviously, this episode is going to be about the gangs of Night City, the gangs of cyberpunk. But, um, but yeah, before we dive into that, I'd just do a quick background on you guys. I know, Eric, you've been here before. Uh, you know, you play with me. You do the weekly campaigns. You were Dodger the Fixer for the Red 2020 hybrid thing we were doing. And now we've been blessed from our Talsorian Games with the official Red Rules. So starting next week. Uh, you've got a brand new character you'll be bringing to the table, and we'll be streaming that. But um, but yeah, just fill fill people in on your background and who you are, and then we'll get into Matt. Hi everyone, I'm Eric. I've been gaming in general, at least for tabletops and RPGs, for about the last ten years, give or take. Uh, before that, I've been really into cyberpunk and sci-fi. So when Cyberpunk 2020 landed in my lap, I sort of just dove right into it and haven't stopped since. Hell yeah. And Matt, I know I, I know you from uh, our Cyberpunk Uncensored group and online and um, the artwork and stuff. I mean, it's just amazing. But uh, but yeah, introduce yourself to people. So I'm Matt. I'm actually still trying to, you know, all right. So I'm more of a Shadowrun convert over to the 2020 slash 2077 uh, rule set. But I mean, I've been a Cyberpunk fanatic pretty much since I was a teenager at the very least, at the very earliest. Um Pretty much do I do cyberpunk art now nonstop and yeah just trying to get really into these games now. <laughs> and wh- where can people check out your art? Because I mean it's it's badass. I mean you can definitely see it shared in the cyberpunk uncensored group on Facebook. But like, what's your Instagram and like where where can people find it? So you can go to www.webleed.ink. That's Webleed Inc. And uh, it pretty much has everything that I've done for quite a while now. It's mainly mainly based on the an original IP that I'm developing that's in the cyberpunk kind of universe. Awesome. All right, very cool. All right, well, let's dive into the gangs of Night City. And, you know, for right now, we're going to source the Night City source book from 2020. Um, we're not going to dive so much into Red, but you have the Dark Horse 2077 uh, book that recently came out, and that covers at least some of the gangs and, and info there. Uh, I'm speaking to Matt right now, but, uh, but yeah, so what we'll do is, um, you know, we'll get into that after we get through this and see who's still there comparing the books or what they mention. And hopefully that'll give us, I don't know, just a bigger picture of, of the gangs, you know? And, uh, oh, and one thing I love about it too, is in cyberpunk, how it's not just gangs. I mean, you can add your own and you can just have some generic gangs, but it's like booster gangs and poser gangs and like I, I don't know. There's just su- such diversity, you know. There's a lot of different type of games that gangs that have sort of developed and pulled from like different cultures, which I really enjoy because even you just look at what people would think of a gang as like a street gang, which you also have like yakuza mafia, which are gangs, but they're also sort of just corrupt corporation entities almost. Right. But those are like a whole step above what we're gonna look at today. I think. Yeah. Like just yeah. looking at the different gangs. There's so much variety and why they sort of created. It's pretty amazing, I think. Yeah. So let's see. We, um, you know, obviously we don't need to read these paragraphs about each one or whatever, but you know, <laughs> we can at least mention some highlights if we know about it, or at least just to name them off would be cool as well. But um, yeah. But yeah, let's see here. The first one they have is the Black Queens. Yeah. No, these guys are interesting. Because <laughs> I, when you read through them, they seem like they're just those kind of people that that would live and hang out on hollywood strip like through the 80s just right trying to do everything they can that's what they feel like they are like the 80s hair metal band groupies that just follow the bands everywhere yeah and yeah. they're not they're not even like one of the strongest gangs if you read through them they're just like drug hustlers and party kids but they have this weird kind of attraction to them i think yeah no exactly <laughs> it's it's got that hollywood vibe it's funny like rocker almost 
Yeah, um, these are for like the kids from the suburbs who want to be gang members, but they don't really want to get too into it or runaways kind of. Yeah. This is just like the rebellion against I don't like my parents kind of situation. Right. No, and the next the next one I love is the wild things. Obviously, we had we had a run in with them on the on the docks, um, which is kind of their their part of town, but uh, in, in the campaign we were running recently. But I love them just their name, their look with the mohawk style and and uh, the fact that they're just into drugs and being wild. And obviously, their name is the Wild Things, but they're made up of like previous gang people or whatever um yeah these these guys who like serve when a real gang sort of dies it's just like they move on these are just like the the outcast of the outcast almost yeah it's like they just live for that next rush which is crazy but also makes them really unpredictable and i'm pretty sure we've also run across these people just like in that bad part of town almost right um the next is the brainiacs and this is the thinking man's booster gang, always choosing skill chips over other clumsier cybernetics. That's pretty cool. I like that, how they mix in a more, I don't know, you know, nerdy. Yeah, yeah, like a smarter sort of net-running-vibed gang, you know? Yeah, but they had the hackers, to. You know? Yeah, they they really needed to. Of There's always those people who like that take their hobby to that obsession. And I think that's who these guys are. These are the guys who just would hang out at like computer stores for way too long and just decided, right. you know what? I'm not going to bother saving. I'm just going to raid the place later. <laughs> right. <And it> just... <laughs> next, <laughs> next, um, the slaughterhouse. And this, you know, these guys are just fucking insane. I love them. <laughs> yeah. This is for when you really don't like your players and you just want to make their lives miserable. And I think, yeah, there's definitely, like, there's definitely a couple gangs that like, I always feel um, at least any time I've ever run a gang, and even a game, and even when I've played, not just uh, as GM, but actually played in my history, like it always seems like there's a couple extra beefy, crazy, almost on the verge of cyberpsychosis style gangs out there that are armed to the teeth and just violent as fuck, strong as hell. And you take those couple, and they're always like reserved for if like things get a little too out of hand with the players becoming heroes, or things get imbalanced, or whatever. And and I've never really had to yank them out or use them you know they almost they almost come across like too dangerous to use they should be kind of like a back pocket thing when you need it you know <laughs> yeah these guys are like the equivalent of like just pulling a straight out demon in like any fantasy setting they're just pure chaotic evil they have you can't deal with them there's no motivation other than just murder and kill yeah you have just, to fight they're just they are just a violent weapon to throw against your players if you really are just tired of them trying to be heroes all the time or you're just tired of them being murder hobos. Yeah. Show them the real murder hobos. <laughs> yeah. No, and I like that the next one, which is kind of the counter to that, is the back alley brawlers, which are kind of like, uh, I don't know, good guy gangs or something. You, I look at yeah. them as like, what, what's that the, that that group these in are, New York that go on the subways? That, uh, well, these guys or are whatever. just homebrew militia. Like, uh, and they do happen. That's the amazing part. If you look up like news stories around Mexico, like some of the small towns and cities, they just sort of became these guardian gangs of we're tired of like the cartels, we're tired of the gangs. So they just pretty much joined together of saying we're going to fight back because the police aren't doing it. So right. these guys are like the night watch. These guys are, what is it? Neighborhood patrol, but armed right, right. Teeth almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's nice oh, that we're getting it reminds me of it remind, violence. Yeah, it re- reminds me of in New York the Guardian Angels. You know those guys that would oh. like r- ride around on the subways and stuff and protect people. <laughs> See, I did not know about that in New York. That's pretty awesome that there's something else that they're showing here yeah, that not in, all gangs in, are bad. Right, right. I think it's in some some other major cities too. I'm not sure yet. But um, next one is the DJs, and this is, I, I like this too because just like the Brainiacs, it like. It, it, being like a bunch of net runners you picture in texts and shit the brainiacs yeah. i just picked it's just a bunch of rockers you know it's a bu- it, or the djs the DJs. Yeah, yeah. it's a bunch of musicians you know it's cool <laughs> i feel i don't even know how a dm a, like a ref or a dm could really use these guys without making them the butt of a joke almost right you can't take them seriously they're not even good musicians that's the worst <laughs> part that's funny. well that's their yeah yeah well that's their claim to fame anyways but yeah, <laughs> but next... I want to say for anyone doing a Rocker Boy campaign, you sort of have to almost throw these guys in right. as like a DM because they would definitely go to any show possible. 
Right. No, and they would try to dominate and be dicks, you know. <laughs> if it's or they would real. try to rip them off, I think. Right. <laughs> uh, next, Maelstrom. And this one, you know, gets a lot of hype. I mean, it's even getting hype throughout, the, you know, through uh, all the way through uh, 2077 and stuff that you see in the promos and stuff. Yeah, I think the Maelstrom has that same kind of... They're a combat game, so they're more of that sort of neutral chaos of... They may do... They may be violent, but they're not just to the point of they're just gonna hunt down and kill everybody. Yeah, exactly. Like, I they, have look, a war, they have a warrior's code essentially around them. Yeah, I always which, look at Maelstrom as like being, you know, badass is all cybered out and like you know short fused, just like any gang. But I've always looked at them as more like ex, I don't know, solos or ex uh, backstreet brawlers that got a little too on the crazy side or something because they're not as as good guy as that, but yeah, I always look at him as kind of like neutral, you know? Yeah, I can definitely see this. Like, a DM could definitely use them to either throw against their players or help their players out. Right. Depending on what the players really want to do. Like, yeah. for even for our campaign of Dodger, I could... Dodger would probably wield a deal to get the Maelstrom on his side if things got too bad that right. uh, Raven couldn't handle. Yeah. Which I don't think one solo could handle a whole gang of Maelstrom. I mean, those guys are badasses. Yeah, um, Raven would try though. I think she she was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was she was she's tactful with the seduction and things too, you know. But um, but yeah, the next one, the Silver Slash. Yeah, these guys are interesting because they sort of walk that line of being like the Maelstrom, but also they're a guardian gang. Right. They remind me of like the the back alley brawlers. Like they're another one that's kind of like, you know, I don't know walk in the line like I, I picture all of them are short fuse they're all badasses or whatever but at least yeah. you, you know some of them aren't just gonna like mug you kill you steal from you or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah they, they definitely have their more set of rules they're definitely more structured like for gms i can see them wanting to use these characters that like they're gonna be handing out jobs to people almost like you could build an entire campaign being a guardian gang i think yeah uh, the next is the Philharmonic Vampires. These guys are... It's like a prankster gang, you know? Yeah, but I feel like they're very deceptive, too. Like, they can be a lot of trouble for the players who aren't expecting something like them. Yeah, I feel like... you I, think I, I feel everybody's like the going to be combat. These guys are going to do mess with you a yeah, lot. If, yeah, well, I don't think that they mess as much as, like... I mean, well, yeah, they're pranksters, so similar to, like, Bozo style, maybe not as sadistic, but I picture them, like, more like... If it's the equivalent, if, if you're going to compare it to, like, say, D&D... Or something like they're like a gang of rogues or whatever, you know, like just kind of shady and creepy and just like, I don't know, prankster. But like I, I picture them like very thievy and shit, you know, like very I, cunning. Yeah, I feel like any, <laughs> anybody who's running a game, if they just want to mess with their players a bit, they throw these characters right. in. It's like yeah, for yeah. a one time the player's like, I'm going to shoot at this guy. Click. Oh, exactly. the Philharmonics, they emptied all your weapons last night. You guys didn't notice because you're hanging out with them. Right, <laughs> and I think that's something they would do just to mess with the players. Right. Um, next, the Juilliard. I like the Juilliard, honestly. Like when I was making Dodger, I was seriously considering them for the gang he knew, since Dodger does act as a thief, and he would rip off like high-end people. And since the Juilliards work in that corporate center, and the Juilliards yeah. are just like they say, they are all like artists, performing artists. Like, they are essentially mimes that are also armed. Right. They remind me of, like, they, they're almost on that borderline of, like, I don't, well, more poser gang than uh, booster gang, if you will, just because of the fact, the look, just like yeah. the well, Philharmonic. But also, they're, they're a niche gang because the right. only reason they became a gang is they're street performers that got tired of being hassled and robbed. Right. So they just started, they're like a, they're a guardian gang that's also like a poser gang. Well, they're, yeah, but they're, they're legitimate. Own. They're they're not bad characters either. They're right, pretty interesting, I think, and right. I really like that. And then I, in you don't see this a lot. Like everywhere else, like you get games, you would see like very neutral, bad or evil. These guys are, we're getting some interesting gangs here, and I really like that about Cyberpunk. Oh yeah, uh, the diversity and, and weirdness of them, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but uh, but the next is Sacred Blades. That's like kind of that that voodoo looking style gang like very tribal yeah these guys are very tribal it's like you would be easily confused them for like maybe even a nomad gang almost right but they're also like the almost maelstrom of that sort of honor bound sort of but definitely rooted in a lot of cultural i want to say like uh, 
I don't know. I lost a word. Just like cultural beliefs almost. Yeah. Ne- next is one of my favorites. Obviously, we used them. Oh, it was God, really the bozos. Good. Yeah, the bozos. I just love, you know, well, just like the Philharmonic vampires, like when you think prankster-style gangs or tormenting or just more than just like either protect or fight or whatever, like they just have that sort of thing about them that just makes them extra fucking creepy and weird or whatever. And it's not just that they all look like fucking clowns, you know, the, the yeah, clowns from outer makes space. It work. <laughs> but it's just that that evil prank stalking sort of ability of them and just how they're just creepy as fuck with that, you know? Yeah, you got a combination of killer clowns from outer space and John Wayne Gacy, right. and then you multiply that by like 40. Right. <laughs> It's like, there is nothing, if you, just know, there is nothing about bozos. And for Pete's sakes, we had our own, like, bozos popping up on the internet in people's yards and stuff like that. <laughs> right. I remember, like, a few years ago where clowns are just roaming almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's just like, that can definitely have an impact. And I think, he, oh, yeah. I hope bo- I hope bozos are in red and in 2077 because they just, they bring a weird, well, surreal feeling to it. Well, that's one thing that I really love about cyberpunk is that they made it where anything you read, anything you do, they always mention, you know, in there, oh, but feel free to add your own gangs. You know, the city is big. Cyberpunk is huge. It's, the, you know, just like with weapon mods and things like they've always been open for, I wouldn't say homebrew with the, with what the rules are, but with the detail, like the, the world, you know, the aesthetics yeah. and, and the... I don't know. Like, I just, I, I have a feeling like even if some of these aren't included, you're going to read in, in when Red comes out something along the lines of, but feel free to, you know, add and implement ones that you feel survived the fourth corporate war. You know what I mean? Yeah. The world building has always been great with Cyberpunk because it has never felt limited. It's like, even with all the other books, they always felt you could sort of add on to it. They may have covered like a single city, maybe in a region, but they never said you were limited to this. You can exactly. always add more. No, that was a and, great. That's a great way to put it. Is that it's never been. It's never felt limited. And even with the lore that they implement, it's like it's just everything just feels so big because they've always kind of communicated communicated it like that. You know, like they've always got that point across that it's it's a big open world. Add what you want. You're not limited. You know, if you can think of it, it's fucking there. You know. Yeah. Um, and next, what was that? I was just saying, next is... Oh, yeah. That's what I was saying, too. <laughs> the, 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 and in this next one is kind of cool. Uh, obviously, they put it right after the Bozos for a reason, but kind of in their territory. But the Voodoo Boys. Yeah, the Voodoo Boys are they all kind interesting. Of, they, they all kind of work out of that the university, right? Out of that area. The, the Voodoo Boys and the Bozos are kind of over by the Night City University. But um, I, I feel like the Voodoo Boys are closest to what, what a cartel would turn into because they always seem to have that reputation of just money, guns, power, and wanting to mess with the cops. Yeah. It's like they're probably the – like I'm scared of the – like running up against the like the slaughterhouse and like probably even the bozos. But the Voodoo Boys seem too – like they're organized, and that's what's worrisome. Well, like and- they're just not a gang. They, they're a little bit more to it. Yeah, and Voodoo Boys always felt to me like uh, another one of those on the creepy side sort of gangs in the sense that if if cyberpunk is more based on, you know, a, a dark dystopian futuristic real world timeline, you know, with some exaggerations obviously, but if it's more based on the real world, I would picture like Voodoo Boys like they're more leaning on like they play shadow run and shit you know what i mean like they believe in voodoo and magic and stuff like they're creepy like i could see them like you know bathing in the enemy's blood to do some ritualistic thing or like doing patterns on walls and areas and leaving and like i don't know just weird shit and (laughs) yeah and there there have been gangs like that and they're sort of terrifying that they have that cult mentality mixed with magic and that's a little disturbing when you think about it because they're not scared of being shot they yeah. think something's going to protect them, and that's worrisome. And, and then uh, we have, after that, you got the smaller gangs, and yeah. there are a lot of those. Yeah, no, that's that's another thing I love about the uh, Night City source book and what Cyberpunk did is, you know, just like I said before, it's like, you know, following, following are some smaller gangs, but that no way, no, you know, it, it doesn't mean that this is it, you know, and I love how they always portray you know, think of more, like add more, fill the city. Cause like everywhere you go, it's fucking gangs and shit going on and you know, yeah. But um, they, they sort of create that 
make your own kind of gangs, I think. And that's right. really good. Like, even if we just cover the types of gangs here, I think we can get a good feel for them. No, exactly. Because like, I, there's I, some that stand out. No, exactly. Because I love how they mix in all these poser gangs and like all the details of like, you know, Brady Bunch, for instance. Yeah. Tell, a whole well, family tell us what gang. a poser gang really is, though, Rob. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, but I mean, poser gang is basically taking some iconic, you know, thing from the past or pop culture thing and clinging to it and making the whole gang about it, whether, it, you know, mostly bio sculpted in. So like, for instance, the Brady Bunch, they're, they're a, a small time family poser gang based on an old video show, <laughs> obviously the Brady Bunch. So the, the older member members protect the children of the gang members consists of runaways and orphaned children. And, you know, you can imagine how they look. Um, but I, I picture like anytime I look at that, like they work, they act, they have the the gang slash family dynamic similar to what they're mimicking and being like. But then like they've all gotten plastic surgery and bio sculpted and cybernetics to mimic aspects of that that they're mimicking or po posing as. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we have like the steel the steel slaughter slammers. Like we haven't talked about the Cromer gangs, which are essentially just those gangs where. If you want to remember, you need to get as chromed up or cyberwared up as possible. Like, this is just, that is a power keg of cyber psychos waiting to go right. off. So you can just sort of throw those in any campaign well, just of like, just, these guys only care about money and chrome. That's it. Yeah. So they'll do anything they can to get it. And before that is the Red Chrome Legion, which is that militant skid, skinhead gang. Yeah, you can't have a gang without the uh, <laughs> skinheads, fascists, and pretty much hate groups. Right. And next, the Gilligans. So you can imagine how... how Another they, poser gang? Right, right. They, they all look like different ones. I mean, it even mentions in here the professors are the techs, Marianne's and Ginger's transsexuals, and Gilligan's initiates. The Gilligan's have recently uh, moved from the Marina District, forced out by the wild things. We always reference them in the, in the, yeah. marina, in the marina. Um, and there they, is they've settled in the, the and they've settled in the park. What, what was well, that? Uh, the I was going to say, like, the book itself sort of adds to this lore of these gangs already have, like, rivalries and stuff. Right. Uh, so the next well, one is the Kennedys, another <laughs> another poser gang. Well, uh, there's a lot of those family yeah, members. Next are Warrior Heart, uh, which is more of a combat zone gang. Uh, yeah. Piranhas. Um, I always liked the Piranhas. I always liked uh, the name and the idea behind it, you know? Um, yeah, the party gangs where you just have like roving, essentially parties, just kids looking to have fun. Right. And just can you imagine that chaos in a city? Like four hundred people show up, and they're just getting drunk and smashed at a, at a park or something. Right. Next, Inquisitors. So this I is, like Inquisitors. Yeah, this, I really this do. is a unique one. Well, these guys are essentially the ludites of the cyberpunk world. Though everything is now net running cyberware violence and you have this gang that is like well they hate all of it right. and they want to get rid of it return to natural order essentially well I it also is like with an armed weapons no and i also <laughs> like how you know they describe them as no home turf style like no one knows like it reminds me of what they kind of did in the bozos description where yeah their home base is over at the university which is also kind of where the voodoo boys are but the the they get uh, victims anywhere around the city. They usually don't target victims right where their home base is, actually. Like, they go out around. And I kind of like the vibe of that with the Inquisitors in the sense that, you know, you can drop them in anywhere and they can get around and you can't, yeah. it's hard to track them down and shit, you know? You know, for some reason, I get the visuals of shotguns and hook sides. They're basically just like tape to the ends of their shotguns. <laughs> Hell yeah. Probably. <laughs> Uh, that's the certain part too also you never know who these guys are they might be some corporate exec walking down the street and they just don't like the look of some young kid that's cybered up and if that kid's your player you know what they're about to get hit up real quick <laughs> the inquisitors are it's an unsettling kind of feel because yeah. there is that sense of meat boy versus those who believe in the chrome almost yeah and it's you can definitely play mess with players a lot oh yeah now, and the next one is, is another one of my favorites because it's kind of the first one they mentioned where it's based on it's all women, you know, but it's the, the Willow yeah. Sisterhood. And the Willow Sisterhood is, is a, you know, it's a group of young women as deadly as they are beautiful. And I love that as a description, um, but they're usually hired as assassins by the corpse. And um, I don't know, I just it, 
it, it was I, Raven a member? No, no, no. But uh, but I love this gang, and they might be appearing sometime soon. <laughs> Thanks, I love that. But the thing about them, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie The Warriors. It makes me think of like the, that oh, one group, yeah. the Lizzie's. Yeah, yeah. And it's like even well, you can even use the Warriors for this game of just take those gangs and right. add them in. Almost. That's, <laughs> oh, totally. that's what's hilarious is I'm sitting here the whole time like comparing all of these to like Warrior references oh that's how they're all dressed and shit like yeah exactly you can picture oh, yeah. like, how they all have their unique shit to them it's not just colors but it's all this you know the, these uh accessories and looks and hair and it's just i don't know i love it <laughs> the next one is blood and tears just another combat zone oh, sort no, of. you skipped one. Oh, which, oh, the second coming second coming oh, yeah, this yeah. is well, they're falls in that creepy one I yeah because they're cultists you know they're, they got that cult vibe just like voodoo style you know yeah um, and then Blood and Tears, which is just a combat, you know, combat zone sort of gang. Um, Tiger's Claw, another uh, combat gang in the Japanese community. Well, the Tiger Claws are interesting because well, they're backed sort by of, Arasaka. Exactly. So that's, that's sort of that thing of, of corporations up. are buy, not only will buy gangs, but they'll use gangs to do their dirty work from it sometimes. So you never really know what a gang's motivations are. Yeah. Uh, next up, Sinners and Saints, another Cromer gang. And Golden Knights, which is another Guardian gang. Uh, Arzen Tynan. Uh, this gang is a newcomer to the streets of Night City, spending most of their time terrorizing anyone who is weaker than themselves. Um, so that just you know reminds me of your typical kind of bully gang, you know? They almost yeah. remind me of like piranhas, where, I, where they don't seem that tough because they only pick on weaker people, but they definitely seem like bullies, you know? <laughs> I think they would definitely be the kind of gang you would throw at a group of new players just yeah, to test yeah. them out. To get them to get a feel of what it is to be a Night City almost. Exactly. Just like the Jumper Kids, you know? Like, I feel like... Just they're, they're low just, level. Yeah, just yeah. Ex- young. Expendable characters. Yeah, yeah, totally. Young and just <laughs> dumb, and but they got some guns, you know? <laughs> but um, next up, Death in the Afternoon. <laughs> well, this one's a Nihilist group, which... Definitely shows that all these gangs, they have different motivations. They have different philosophies and why they do things. Right. And it's just, could definitely add to that level of creativity for players. Yeah. Next one is another poser gang, the Edisons. Um, so they kind of base their uh, themselves off of the famous inventors, obviously. Uh, do you think their ultimate goal is to make that death laser? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it says that they're they're pretty much brainiacs, but you know they love being sadistic. So, I I, I wouldn't put anything past them. They just seem like another one of those sort of smart gangs. You know, like they're not gonna just brute force you. They're gonna torture yeah. you first. Yeah, you know, they're gonna tactfully do what they need to do. I don't know. They just seem smart. <laughs> this next one is interesting. Yeah, the fangs of justice. This is sort of that for anyone who likes Watchmen or where you or the boys, you get to see superhero wannabe superheroes trying to do the good thing, but doing it horribly and right. being egos about it. <laughs> and this was way before I think either of those series. Well, maybe not the Watchmen. This is about the same time I think, about mid '80s. So this idea has been bouncing around for a while. Of superheroes aren't always that great. Yeah. Um, next one's another poser gang. I like this one because it's another one I can just totally picture uh, the Western stars, and they're just like poser, like old school Western gunslinger style people. <laughs> so like I always picture them like in old Western getups with like tassels and you know shit hanging off. <laughs> like I don't know. Oh, I can totally <laughs> see this as the Tombstone characters walking down the street almost. Yeah, and I forgot that even existed. And they all have like that southern twang drawl to the way they talk, and like even though they're in Night City in like the dark future, you know. Oh, don't, don't forget the huge handlebar mustaches too. Right. Legitimate chrome cow- cowboys. Exactly. That would be awesome. Oh yeah. Um, next, Jack the Rippers, and this is another one I, that's like uh, Poser Gang. You know, they just base themselves off Jack the Ripper. The Ripper is responsible for deaths all over. Uh, yeah. Hundreds of Joy Girls in Night City area, as you as you would say, but. And yeah, Joy but, Girls are the Night City version of prostitutes. Right. And Joy Boys, too. Yep. See, I think the Jack the Rippers would make a great K 
campaign for anybody who's playing like a lawman or a lawman type group. Oh yeah, of just trying to track them down. Yeah, yeah, because you're like tracking, you're sol- yeah, you're solving the crime, you're tracking them down, and it has, and it's another one of those that has that creepy element because of what they yeah. do and their name and what they're based off of. So I just I picture them creepy as fuck, like. I don't know, even filing their teeth down to points and shit, just being dark, like very gothed out, like old school nice. England, like pasty pale yes. skin, like, you know, just real creepy. <laughs> yeah. And you can definitely build an entire, like, not so much a combat oriented, like cyberpunk game, but a very mystery driven, like that kind of game where you're not going to have a lot of combat, but you're going to have players talking to people. And just, I think you can build a lot of atmosphere around that. More of a, like the Vampire the Masquerade or the Werewolf games almost. Yeah. Next one is another poser gang. So it's the Valentinos. Um, and this, you know, they're just always in pursuit of seducing pretty women around the city. So they just, I just picture them like a gang, like even though they might not look like this, like I picture them trying to be more smooth and suave, but acting kind of like Jersey Shore guys. You know I, I can mean? totally see that. This is every group of guys that goes to a bar like after they're 21. Right. It's like, just, yep. just like a roving gang of greasers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Hitting on the ladies everywhere. Like, hey, hey, what's up, baby? Hey, hey, baby. <laughs> you know, just a bunch of Valentinos. Like, hey, baby. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the next is the, the Water Rats. And this one obviously holds a, a special has a yeah you have a people. special spot in your heart for the water rats because the the fixer you played dodger in the campaign we were just doing um one of his buddies was in the water rats well i like the water rats and that they're included in this because so much so far all the gangs have either done or have been fighting for honor violence money new chrome the water rats are essentially just we smuggle stuff we protect our turf that's it mm-hmm. they're like the most they are the only gang that sort of financially inclined to do stuff i think yeah no and i like the diversity in it just once again you know cyberpunk throwing yet another angle which i love but just the fact like like you said it's not just fighting or looking like something or whatever now here's one that's into smuggling and you know it just opens so many doors to possible campaigns and things you can do you know working with pirates nomads other smugglers aside from territory sort of shit and normal gang stuff you know yeah um so yeah, that's uh, the, oh, the next one. The personalities. personalities, yeah, the personalities. Uh, Those so, are weird. <laughs> yeah, it says one of the strangest poser gangs in the city. When someone joins the personalities, the person he will be bio sculpted into is picked randomly. If you get mm. yeah, so if you get Lana Turner, um, yeah, you're her. If you get Abraham Lincoln and so forth, so like, it's definitely weird. And I think what's cool about that is you can do anything with that. You know, you can mix it up and just have like a random group of, you know, e- each person looks like a, a different thing, you know, but um, yeah, but that I, is the easiest way for a GM to mess with their players of say, well, you have to go find Abraham Lincoln now. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and they can figure it out from that point on. Yeah, I did. Uh, 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 it, my character that I'm playing in a char- in a John's campaign, not as GM, but as a player, the fixer I made. Uh, Dutch, D- right? Dutch, yeah, which I incorporated in our campaign is kind of helping out the players as a as a local fixer. But one of the hookups I had, I made that he had a connection, or I think it, it was enemies with, or whatever, was the Tiger Kings, and I made that one up. You know, so it's a poser gang based on the old two thousands sitcom uh, or a docu series about the Tiger King, where all oh, the all God. the guys, yeah, all the guys get bio sculpted with mullets and look like him and the mustache and all, that, and all the females look <laughs> like Bassett. You know what I mean? And they're, all, and they're all like, hey, my kittens and cats, or whatever the fuck she said. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst part is that's completely valid, because that is burned into the like zeitgeist of a generation now. Oh, yeah, I yep. could totally nope. see, like, si- in this dark future cyberpunk, if there's, like, bio-sculpted poser gangs, there's totally going to be a gang called the Tiger Kings, you know? And I- I'm going to have to sue them for the trademark, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I came up with that. But yeah, so listen, that wraps up what, where we're at with Night City, uh, the Night City gangs from the source book. And I think we, we mentioned a lot of good points about it. But I'm curious to see what's covered in that uh, Dark Horse, uh, the world of Cyberpunk 2077 book that you have there, Matt. Um, it'd be cool if you can kind of take us through that a bit and, you know, let us know what's up. So, so before we dive into all that, I got to say one thing. You guys suck because you've given me so many damn illustrations that are popping around in my head now. <laughs> oh, don't, don't worry. We're gonna. I'm going to ask you for like character creation myself. <laughs> like, yeah, no. 
Uh, all right, so uh, I can we'll kind of dive in. Firstly, anybody that's that's a huge fan of like just ridiculously cool art, um, this this book is just like seeping with awesome badass art everywhere. Yeah, I've seen, um, I've seen some of the images online and shared in our group on Facebook and stuff, um, which is you know how how I found you initially when we first started chatting was I posted you know about being on the cyberpunk uncensored podcast and i posted in that group does anybody have that book yet because i had it ordered on back order and it's out of stock and now i'm just waiting for the date but um but i think you were one of the people that posted on there too like hey i've got mine and then uh i think it was patrick who was on a previous episode um where i think he was on the one where we went over everything in night city or something i can't remember which one but um he posted a bunch of pictures from it and it just blew my mind it it just looks so fucking real and so cool and just Oh man, I just I, I want it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So so you know and and you know harkening back to like my the old school Shadowrun stuff, I kind of understand where you guys are coming from with like the '80s style and all that, like the art and stuff. And the older source books may may kind of reflect like pen and ink and '80s and all that. Whereas this feels like super modern and like like yeah. you know it it just has that that vibe. You know, I personally yeah. like this more. I like where they're taking it. I know a lot of people complain about that, and I'm not, you know, I don't care which side or whatever. We all fucking love cyberpunk and stuff, but I know some people have certain preferences and they're passionate about it. Some might call them elitists or whatever, you know, or, yeah. you know, but I really do believe everybody is just passionate about it and opinionated, and that's completely fine. But me personally, like I love the old school sketch art look and the black and white, but I I like the color shit way more. The the current looks of all the this artwork for the video game and for red and i just love it and i'm over here just hoovering up all of it man (laughs) 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 all right so we can can dive in um let's see this page this book is like it's like a 260 or 250 page book so at about starting at about 160 is where the gangs kick in so uh the first one up you got uh the maelstrom still hanging around um I mean, I know we've seen here. You've probably seen. Uh, there's a couple of these gangs that are pretty prevalent in the um, like so far in all the video that's come out about 2077. But Maelstrom seems to be the. They're not exactly the biggest gang in in the the you know modern versions of it, but they they definitely have the biggest threat level above all. Yeah, and they they are the you know the stereotypical like you know, cyber zombie almost looking dudes. Like they just, they look nuts. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I've, I've seen, uh, I, I wish I would have wrote down the goddamn address, but I, you know, I didn't plan on saying this, but, um, there's a, uh, uh, special effects guy on Instagram. And maybe if I find it, I'll mention it in another episode or post it in the, uh, cyberpunk uncensored group or fan page on Facebook or Instagram somewhere. But this dude's badass, and he, he d- helps cosplayers, but he makes, uh, complete getups, man, and he did a whole maelstrom thing with the fucking five red eye thing and all cybered yeah. out, and oh my god, it just looks amazing. It looks so real. Uh, yeah, okay. I think I think I think I've actually seen that too. And I it, think it, I shared it, I shared some of his shit. yeah I shared some of his pictures in the uh, in the group. Now that I'm remembering, so there's somewhere in there. If you look at the photos, you can backtrack and and check that out. I mean, people were commenting like, oh my god, is this from the video game or is this real? And I'm like, no, that's a real actor that he put the prosthetics on and like he made that shit. He's an effects dude that makes it for like films and stuff, and uh, it just looks so fucking real. But all right, go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm, you guys can freak out all you want. I love um, it. Can you, tell, um, can you tell we're passionate about cyberpunk? Just just a little bit, and I'm okay <laughs> with that. Uh, but no, they, they seem to be all about, I mean, they're it, in the descriptions and stuff like that, they talk about them being like the most violent, the most, which is, which is also interesting because they talk about how like, you know, since since they're really big into like cyber dealing and stuff like that, they're they're also like some of the most best at like smuggling and stuff like that. Nice. Oh wow! I like that they changed a lot over forty years, twenty years. Well, hey, over the time <laughs> you've got to diversify. You've got to, you know, you got to. I mean, sp- spread what you can do. It's kind of cool. Black market cyber dealing, right? They evolved, you know. <laughs> they and then. Let's see the next one, and this one. This one's been pretty prevalent on the videos as well. But you got the animals, which um, they're actually so far in all in all the gangs that are in the newest one. They look like they're the biggest, oh. but they also don't seem like they're as as threatening as all the rest because they're they're basically just like 
you know, meathead power junks. Like they, that's all they care about is just like looking, looking the baddest, being the strongest, that kind of that kind of ordeal. Oh, okay. And uh, so yeah, they're they're. It looks like they mainly deal deal around um, basically just if you need muscle, they're willing to do whatever, whatever. Because I mean, they're all like meatheads. You know what yeah, I just thought of too before you go on to the next one. I'm still talking about the badass art, and you're describing it, and I, I'm totally picturing it just the way I imagined when we were describing it. You were picturing, you know, um, <laughs> it, it might be cool when we get done with this. And I've done this with previous podcast episodes. Um, I'll take the audio and let's take pictures of these gangs from these books and scan them or whatever, and I'll throw together a, a video for the Mulligan Live YouTube, and then we'll at least have some visuals to go with this. I think that would be really cool. Oh yeah, I got you. Uh, but yeah, go on to the next one. What's up? Uh, let's see. The next one actually, uh, it's it's interesting because do you guys when you guys were talking about the previous ones, I kept flipping back and forth through all of them to see who actually survived, and uh, we got we got the Voodoo Boys up up and going. Oh shit! Uh, oh wow! Now what's what's interesting compared to what you guys were talking, they still look just as cultish as I was imagining them. I mean, they're they're like straight up like you know, uh, they're they're Voodoo man. They just look crazy. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, now. It says in here that they're actually not a very big threat until you get them into cyberspace. And in cyberspace, they're basically like like the king all. I mean, it, it literally just says they're extreme in cyberspace. Wow. Um, wow. The Voodoo yeah. Boy went Netrunners. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 100%. See, and it does, it, it, which is really interesting is that they're really small, too. It's it's saying that, Now, it says that they're an unknown number, but they can estimate it at about 50 to 250. So it's okay. a really small gang, considering. Yeah, yeah, but I, but there's so many, you know, I, and you can probably at least in in red and in the role playing games, you know, you make up however many you want. But, um, mm-hmm. but I do, I can understand a lot of these huge changes too, um, because we're also looking at the evolution from the fourth corporate war, all that nuclear fallout, all the huge changes that you can imagine, not just people but businesses, all the neocorps that they've mentioned before. Um, you know, just like gangs, they're going to evolve the ones that survive and they're going to maybe combine with other ones or whatever. But, um, I could totally see, uh, gangs over the course of going from, you know, the 2020s and all the nuclear fallout going all the way up to the forties and then reestablishing themselves and then evolving all the way up to the 2070s and eighties or whatever. Uh, man, I could totally see like gangs completely changing their game. Like, you know, getting into the smuggling business over the course of, 30, 50 years or whatever, or getting into <laughs> net running. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of yeah. time. And think of how much, think of how much you and me and people change. Like I can look back at myself just months ago or last year and be like, well, what, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine like, you know, that many years, like you would totally change and evolve. Yeah. And, yeah I'm and, just looking through the voodoo boys and they even said in here, I was sort of wrong, but they are so much smaller gang than they originally thought. So, they're already small, and if they're trying to adapt and survive, jumping on the net wouldn't be the worst idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's what's really fat? I mean, see, they fascinate me just because a, I'm I'm really big into like the you know tribal look and like the you know kind of kind of darker. I, I'm a big you know gothy dude at heart, but like the the idea that they are so steeped in like this you know Haitian mentality. They even go on a big chunk about it in here, but then. To, for the, for them to be so tribalistic but be the best at net running is kind of that just blows my mind. I think that's fascinating. Well, it kind of I, I kind of like it. I think it kind of makes sense. You know, it's it's the magic world in this reality. Yeah. You know, net running is where you're like casting spells in the form of these programs and things. If you think about it, like the voodoo's kind of in there. That's where they can do crazy shit that they can't do in reality. And to them, it's like their spells or their programs, possibly. You know. Well- I've seen that talked about in a few cyberpunk books of like there be, there is um uh, I think it was in Gibson's second book Count Zero where essentially a cult has almost sort of developed around the net and it's sort of taken on becoming its own thing it's like magic is sort of almost happening like just the philosophy of it right so this is not too far off so yeah. Gibson was already talked about this and they've just adapted it even better so totally yeah, yeah. so what's next so then so the next one we got, and this I think this is where we start deviating from what was actually shown in, so far in all the coverage, but we got the 6th Street, which uh, it looks like it's about a mid-level, mid-size grade uh, gang, but they look more like, um, what, what was what was it you guys were talking about before, the like kind of nicety gangs? Um, guardian uh, gang is up. Guard, yeah, they, they look almost like a guardian gang. Like They don't seem so much like they're about like 
you know, fighting and muscling and their way around. They're, they kind of, they don't really look good per se, but not evil. They're just kind of like mm. a neutral gang. Well, that's good. They need, to, they need to have some of that in there. They need the diversity. That's what cyberpunk is. I think it just, it makes it feel like such a big open world when you have all of that going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that, you know, that it also does talk about that they specialize in things like, you know, robbery, extortion, gun smuggling, things like that. I mean, they're 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 still, you know, militaristic, but they're not really like they don't really seem like they're all about like, you know, just hassling everybody. Yeah. Oh, that's that's even true in reality. Like, I think, what was it? A lot of like the Italian mafia gangs start out just because they were like stuck in neighborhoods and they needed to sort of protect themselves from other people. Mm-hmm. It was like. There's a little bit of truth or reality in that fiction. Yeah. Right. And then uh, next up, you got the Mox or Moxes, which uh, actually sounds like a, a, a evolution of one of the, the, the all-female gang you guys were talking about earlier. What was that? That you were basing on the, the Lizzies and all that? Yeah, yeah. The Will- What was it? The Willow, Willow Sisterhood. Sisterhood. The Willow Sisterhood. Yeah, this sounds like the next evolution of them. And they actually talk in here about basing them around uh, uh, Lizzie Borden, which is kind of interesting. Oh, weird. <laughs> That's funny. I like and that. so they 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 like you know they specialize in like prostitution and stuff like that and like selling, but that doesn't seem to be restricted to only female. Which, yeah, whatever you know, hey, you do you. But see, uh, I, I like that. I love the diversity in cyberpunk. It was uh, some of my players recently were asking about, hey, you know, when we make these new characters, I want them, you know, is it okay that we make them gender fluid and this and that and like I just want to be diversified and want to be like this sometimes and this on maybe during other campaigns. I was like, yeah, that, that's fine. Like, I don't, you know, I don't care about that. And uh, they were explaining how they've seen like in posts online, sometimes some, some backlash and hate from certain people about that sort of stuff. But to me, like, fuck man, that's, that's what cyberpunk has been about since day one is diversity and being so open-minded and so like pretty much, a- Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything you can think of, it's going to fucking be there, you know? And like, it's, if you're offended, then, you know, don't play cyberpunk cause cyberpunk is fucking brutal and diverse. And it's just, it's, it's everything. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. and, uh, this is like one of the first games I ever saw where, what was it? Contraceptives were pretty much in the core rule book. There's some, <laughs> What was the cyberware like the Mr. Stud? Uh, two. And Mr. Uh, Stud and there's a female version. Yeah, yeah. And, and then there's con- the like contraceptive, contraceptive yeah. cyberware. Is like so th- this game was always leaning towards adults and sexuality and sort of how to view that, especially with just what it means to be a human and everything right. in between. No, I love and it. And the Chromebooks the Chromebooks took it to a whole new level when you got the oh, yeah. built in bioscope furries. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but I love that they cover everything. You know, it's just it makes it feel so fucking real, you know, because they cover almost every single aspect. You know, the only thing they don't cover is like having to go to the bathroom or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like how you don't see that. <laughs> no, I think they cover that some places, too. Oh, I'm there's sure there's an implant for that. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know what I mean? You get my point. Like, I just love how they they cover like every aspect of living in humanity and and social construct. And like, it's just so diverse and so big. Um, and anyways, back to the main point is that's why I told my players like, yeah, dude, be whatever the fuck you want to be and be however you want to be like as character and personality and sexuality or whatever. Like, you know, like it just be that however you can imagine it's fucking there. It's cyberpunk, you know? Yep. And so like, basically this gang specializes in like, you know, prostitution and things like that. But the main thing is that they, they count these down as a, as a low threat level, but it looks like they specialize mainly in, um, like information dealing like they they use their bodies and their wiles and all this to be able to get information out of people that nice. they will then turn around and sell to other people <laughs> oh i love that i love that so they're doing what dodger did but taking it to a whole new level yeah well like mm-hmm. a lot like a lot of fixers you know they're they deal in information you know it's very cool yeah uh let's see next up you got it sounds like an, another familiar face you got the tiger claws hanging around again oh shit oh wow they are actually well. Of course, uh, one if you think biggest... about it, think about it. You know, they're backed by fucking Arasaka. I mean, why yeah. wouldn't they still be around? You know? Yeah. I mean, um, it looks awesome. like they're the biggest gang so far in the in Ooh. the book. That makes Ooh. sense. That so. kind of makes sense. That's gonna be terrifying, but awesome. <laughs> but yeah, they they don't actually have. I mean, they're like a, they call them a medium threat level. They don't really look like they're. They're super dangerous, but they also, I mean, shit, they're, it looks like they specialize in things like, you know, uh, uh, 
what is it, illegal operations on, you know, like money laundering and, and you know, basically they financing. They they steal to give, to, you know, to, to take more than anything else. Uh, that's cool. So so they, they seem to be more like uh, like background, uh, like a background gang rather than like a forefront violent kind of crazy ass gang. Well, I guess it, it, I, I would kind of picture them like badasses that are backed by Arasaka and maybe more mob mentality in the sense of like doing business behind closed doors, but obviously they can turn into assassins at any moment, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's like probably... The, I like the Yakuza almost. The, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't even mention... the boots on the ground. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even yeah. mention that, but then again, like that's because they're more mob mentality and family versus gang. But um, but I, let's let's at least mention them. I love the Yakuza, the, the whole vibe of that in cyberpunk with the like you know, neon tattoos and like, uh, just synth hair and just the craziness that you can get in with the stylized way that that gang and, and fa- or mob or however you want to describe it. I mean, it is a gang, but, um, it's, yeah. it's more mob style, but I just love the aesthetics of that, that the Yakuza. <laughs> yeah, I think cyberpunk has a way of really bringing that out too. Like they can really take it to a whole new level because yeah. the Yakuza themselves like, that whole history in itself is complicated, but the visuals they always exude, like watching any movie with them, they're striking. They stand out. They, when like they walk into a room, they, they capture everybody's attention, and that feels very cyberpunk. Oh yeah, and that's awesome. I think. And and actually, I kind of I kind of take it back a little bit. I think I was confusing them with a little bit of a different gang. They actually do look like they're more like straight up yakuza and. Uh, uh, the triads actually is what they're comparing these to, oh, and they yeah. actually talk about their specialization in abduction, violence, torture, sexual assault. Um, the other things that they that they're mainly known for, it looks like, are drug dealing. Oh. So like underground drug dealing and stuff like that. What there's one in here, and you guys may know a little bit more about this one, but glitter does that does that ring ring a bell no, to you guys? That's new to me. Yeah, new to me okay. too. What is, what is who's glitter? It says uh, it says Probably it's basically drug. one of the yeah one of the biggest uh, biggest most commonly used drug in the in 2077 is called glitter. Oh oh, I thought you were naming another gang. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. They were inspired by Jim in the was it Jim? Was that one cartoon in the 80s? Yeah yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, but yeah okay, I can picture that. Glitter is a drug. What what does it say about it? It it literally doesn't say anything about it. It just well, says glitter. It's it just which is kind of it's just know, it's just, just literally glitter. They Wait said for the they, <laughs> it says it says but they also manufacture and dis, d- distribute drugs, notably the infamous glitter. Interesting. Huh. Well, that'll be interesting to learn about that coming up. I wonder yeah. if that's going to make a an appearance in red in the tabletop, or if that's going to just strictly be something for the twenty seventy seven, like a, a newer drug, you know, future. I, I, I would imagine it's probably some equivalence of like just off the name alone, some like ecstasy knockoff or something like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, when I think it, glitter, it I'm awesome. thinking well, glitter also sounds shiny and very ice-like. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be interesting when we see that sort of put into the future red books. We start seeing the emergence of glitter in the drug trade. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. that would be nuts. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next, we got we got the Valentinos, which. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. actually kind of make a kind of hey yeah they and what's funny well you know why they made were, it they made it because they're, they're all years, they're, well, 40 they, years you, you know why they ma- you know why they made it because they're always hitting on the ladies and you know they're breeding <laughs> they're always breeding Spread their mr studs working overdrive right which is which is hilarious because they have the biggest number in the book <laughs> oh my god see exactly that's my point exactly right there and see what's what's really interesting though is they look like they're more steeped, at least from this, uh, from what they're showing here, more like um, uh, like stereotypical, um, what is it like, Hispanic kind of glam, which is which is kind of interesting. So like they have like the whole you know Mother Mary tattoos and stuff like that all over them, and and that seems so to be a really big problem. Essentially, that's funny. Yeah, I, mean, I, ha- I had a roommate back in the day. I'm not going to say his name, but uh, this Spanish dude that I was I was actually good friends with him and whatever you know. But um, he he was all, he would always hit on the ladies and stuff, and then he w- he was always taking off his shirt any chance he got. Um, he, he would when he would go out to wash his truck outside, he would you know take the shirt off and put the snake on like he had a pet snake. 
You know what I mean? Like <laughs> one of those type of dudes, like, and, and like while he's watching the car, he's like looking around to see if any girls are around looking, you know, like I would see that shit. And um, <laughs> it just reminds me of this gang. Like if they're not going to be the Jersey Shore style, if it's got more like that Spanish descent style, then it reminds me of like that vibe of dude. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> no shirt. I, I and just a really snake. hope in 2077, I can join the Valentino so I can see what this gang is all about. Now. I know. Oh, I, I, wouldn't I hope that is an option. Good. Oh no! Now I'm I, now I'm way more interested than when I thought it was just some Jersey Shore boy style dudes, you know. <laughs> no. Well, see, see, what's even more fascinating is they talk about like you know cause they, it, for each each gang in this book they talk about like the kind of what their overview is, like what they're all about, and then it goes on so far as to talk about the philosophies that they follow, and then also like how they make their money as a gang, and um. so. What, what's really interesting is that, that, at least for the Valentinos, is when they talk about their philosophy, they're talking about, um, like, it says it says in here, Valentinos who died fighting other gangs, police, or corporate enforcers are often remembered as saints or martyrs, <laughs> which is odd. They, they, they'll even paint them in giant murals. That's so fascinating to me. He's a fucking <laughs> saint. He's a saint. Yep. Oh, jeez. <laughs> But yeah, they, they, they go on about how, how big into like uh, the Mexican heritage these guys are. And it's oh. really it's also really interesting because while it talks about the violent stuff they do, it says a majority of them are all about like sports betting and manipulating the betting of manipu- uh, like making money in the back room from that and like you know basically gambling and uh, backwater like auto shops and stuff like that like restaurants like they they seem so generic and violent at the same time which yeah, is yeah. really interesting like they're everyone but like they <laughs> can fight they're like they're everyone but they can fight and they like girls and you're just <laughs> <laughs> yep all right who's next so next we got the scavengers which they actually they talk about them uh, missing a lot of info which is kind of it's interesting because in this book you'll get random just blocks of like you know this is classified information kind of thing and so the only the only way i can categorize these guys because most of it is unknown about them but the scavengers basically look like rough russian mafiosos like they they have that very like you know uh, what, what's like a modern day equivalent? Um, basically, just the Russian mob is what. But is what it they like? Feel like. But is it like Russian mob wearing suits or Russian mob wearing like you know track suits? Like you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> track suits, like track suits with the really short cropped hair and then just cybered out. <laughs> nice, oh, nice, 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 nice. I love that. Yeah, they they yeah, look that... they look pretty nuts. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that never showed up in the original 2020 almost. Yeah, like Russian mobs, especially with the Chem Soviet being so, or was it Petro Chem So? That was Sov oil. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I guess they survived. (laughs) I don't know. We'll we'll dive into that when we do our episode about corpse. Yeah, (laughs) but moving on. Uh, But yeah, most they're mostly about. It looks like um, you know scavenging for for illegal cyberware and like you know under basically underhanded deals is what they mainly deal with. What information did they block out or whatever? like when you know like when you're looking at the amount of people that could be in it where they actually function things like that what what type of things they specialize in like most of that is just like classified information unknown not not enough information available (laughs) so i think that's kind of cool though too It, it just like how i always say the old 2020 book uh you know, the red jumpstart kit. And obviously what we see in the, the red core book, we were lucky enough to get, (laughs) um, it, they always write with attitude and sarcasm and they always have like a touch of style to it within itself, not just, Mm -hmm. you know, within, even within the stats and things that they explain. Like if it's like, Oh, if you hit this, like, Hey, how's that new character coming? You know what I mean? Like you're dying. (laughs) So it's just this weird, fun, cool thing. And I almost think that's kind of what, dark horse did there is it it just sets that vibe like where i don't know like it it feels real like here's some classified section and shit you know like it's cool mm-hmm. well it's gonna be funny because in 2077 this gang is either gonna be a huge part of the storyline or they're literally gonna be like you just run to like four of the guys and that's it they right. just set you up for a complete red herring. Like, the scavengers, they're super important. Nope, you never see them, ever. Right. <laughs> That'd be funny. There's just like, just like one mission where just a bunch of them just jump out of a truck and then that's it. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I'll, 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 sk- I'll skip over the next one just because it seems to be like the big one that you guys were talking about early on. But uh, 
we got then then we go on to the I think it's called Aldecaldos. Their their name is kind of uh, interesting. No, those, those are um, Aldecaldos. Those are nomads. What the? Yep. Now I'm gonna give. Those are the biggest and probably strongest nomad group. Which is interesting because they actually they look they look pretty small by comparison to all the other ones. But basically, what what I'm seeing here, you know, image wise and like you know description wise and stuff, basically the white trash gang is what <laughs> what I'm gathering here. <laughs> They're like kind of like the, the that is a little nomady. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is. Yeah, that's weird. That is the strangest thing I've seen. Well, you so know, I guess, again, I guess think actually, of how many, we'll, think we'll, how many we'll, years pass. You know, Since we are going on about, they, they could have evolved over all that time, just like the yeah. other gangs. You know, you never know what the fuck happens, but that's a lot of time that passes. So it's it's crazy. Yeah, it could be like especially that. with the nomads getting like becoming pretty much the 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 teamsters Tran- union. Yeah, they're the transportation, and they're uh, you know, but but that also could kind of make sense. You know, if nomads start getting over the that time, the course of red leading up to twenty seventy seven, and all the transportation, and then the city starts evolving and doesn't need them as much anymore. Maybe they're they're True. evolving into ha- other business, you know, because you know all of a yeah. sudden everything gets rebuilt. So, well, let me let me but, back but, but, up then because because this is actually does talk about that's that's why I was gifted is because I was going to say the nomads are actually they have their own section, but I guess this the them being right here is actually the precursor to the the following. Oh, uh, okay, gang. okay. So yeah, they they do talk. There's there's a whole spread. It's like it's like four or five pages straight, or six pages that goes on about like the roving refugees being like the nomad gangs and like all the outliers and stuff like that. Oh man. Um, so I mean, they it looks like they included if you if you imagine the the entire you know city like and all of the outskirts that they have so far for 2077. I imagine that the nomads basically are on all of the outskirts of all of this. Yeah. They don't really they don't really participate too big unless you go find them is what yeah, I'm, no, what I'm sa- gathering. No, exactly. It definitely sounds like they're still nomads by personality and family and like, you know, just the way they like to live on the road and cyber bikes and whatever. But it definitely yeah. sounds like they had to evolve into more well, crime and what wasteland shit or find other means to make money and do what they got to do to survive because they're definitely yeah. not transporters anymore unless it, it only transport like illegal been a shit. rise and fall now i think of the nomad power yeah mm-hmm. but like i was saying it could also be that they transport illegal stuff too you know like they might they're oh. probably still nomad style but um but like you described like uh you know there's there's a gang of you know, one that evolved into a gang. What was the What was the big one that you skipped that you said we already covered? What was that one? That was That was the one I was going on about the nomads being being their own little section in this book, which is actually because they, oh, they okay. quantify I thought, them I thought as before, their own I thought gang. Before you, I thought before you what? got. Yeah, I thought I thought before you got into uh, that last. Yeah, yeah, you said okay, and here's another one, but you already covered that gang. Right. Well, the the nomads was the one that I jumped over. Weird. Oh. That makes things very different and very. I think it's what I said. I think it's exactly what I said. You know, because because back in the day, back in the day, you know, back in the 2020s, (laughs) you know, nomads were more like (laughs) the nomads were more like the Mad Max, and they'd be more like those those rebel traveling. So you know, lost souls and very very alone. You know, they're also uh, migrant workers essentially. Right, and they and they were still very and they were still very family oriented and stuff. But then going up through red. You know, you've got you've got nuclear fallout and all the shit that just stops. So like they they kind of took over transportation. You know, if you need something shipped or you need to travel between cities, you need to get through the wastelands. They're the ones. They're the caravans. They're the ones that are going to escort you. You know. So yeah, they think they about a going huge power grab. Yeah, yeah. Think is, about going all the way from you know they already evolved from twenty twenty up into like these this now you know in red and then think about going up to 2077 as transportation and things come back into play and they're no longer needed to do that they kind of all spread out into the wastelands and you know i could see them get, turning into they got gangs. put out of a job yeah, yeah they gotta turn <laughs> they, they, they turn to the gang life you know they have to survive they went back well they almost went full circle i think they're now back to sort of their migrant workers their cheap labor well no it sounds like they're, they're listed really... no 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 it sounds like they're listed like a gang now straight up well, right yeah, well you can always sort of see them as a gang in a way, but that's semantics. But no, it know, sort of but... sucks to see the gang, them gaining so much power, then lose it all almost. That's yeah. sad. Well, I, I kind of like well, that. The, the, it's, the, that's how cyberpunk uh, is. Like, think of that that evo- the evolution of that and everything else. <laughs> you know, like it's just so yeah. cool. 
the but the, Alda, the Alda Caldas, the, the ones the ones that I was going on about. I mean, you got to look at them being exactly what you guys were talking about. I mean, they're using them as like farm laboring, bootlegging, you know, transport, like things like that. Now, what's what's fascinating about those guys in particular is in the they say in in the game world it looks like there's only 500 to 600 is what they say in here but they estimate the number of the, for this one gang being tens of thousands <laughs> wow no that sounds about right they they were the biggest sort of refugees biggest families and they were doing jobs like all over the country but it's crazy that they, so that they evolved right. that they're still that big through all that process and now gang style you know yeah that's crazy and then the last one that they talk about in this book being, and it looks like it's also part of the Nomad, but still part of the gangs, of course, you got uh, the Wraiths. Now, most of them, most of them are also under the, um, you know, the, the corrupted or, you know, unknown and incomplete. But from what they do have here, they basically just look like they are straight up uh, mercenaries, like, like, High-tech military, militaristic so soldiers. Maybe, maybe they're like the Gang of Solos style people, you know? Might be, yeah. If they look like Hitman and cybernetic out and shit like that, then yeah, they're probably more solo-like, just like how the Nomads, you know? And that makes yep. sense, too, because just like some of the gangs, the Brainiacs, you picture more like Netrunners and other ones like more like techies, like uh, the uh, Edisons or whatever, you know? Like, And I picture yeah. may- maybe this one, these are more like Solos. And that makes sense, you know? And so kind of what they talk about here, at least the, the, the little bit of information they have here, is it looks like the wraiths basically travel as almost Mad Max-style caravans and just raid smaller cities, taking everything. Huh. You know what they <laughs> meant? That actually makes me think of... Uh, they mention a group that is like a black family and the Nomad family, the Neo Tries book. Like They're called like the Rev Shivan, I think, or something. Yeah. I'd have to look them up. But yeah. another question... Can you pluralize the solos? It's like the Lone Ranger. I know, I know. Pluralize that. <laughs> I know. Well, it's a it's a job title, so I mean, I guess you can. You know, it's more. I don't know. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Oh, uh, semantics. But, yeah, yeah. But but let's not dive too far into roles or nomads. Uh, I think we covered all the gangs as much as I wanted to, and I think we all contributed a lot of great shit to this episode, man. I'm excited about it. Um, but we're definitely going to have to do episodes about each role. I want to do an episode about nomads, uh, you know, corpse and solos and all that sort of shit. So, um, so yeah, thanks so much for joining me today, Eric and Matt. And, uh, and yeah, I, like I said, I really appreciate you guys. I love playing uh, the game with Eric and the contributions to the group on Facebook and, and everything. And then, uh, Matt, you know, I love your artwork and, and contributing to the, the group and anybody listening, make sure you check them out. Uh, make sure oh, yeah, you yeah. Make, make sure you check out Cyberpunk Uncensored, the official group on Facebook and the fan page. Check out Cyberpunk Uncensored on Instagram. Uh, like, share, follow. Make sure you go to Mulligan Live on YouTube. That's where we stream our live uh, gameplay, and that's where next week we'll be starting the official Cyberpunk Red using the actual official core rules um, that we got from our Talsorian game. So if you want to kind of check out how that's working. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to go through the life path and you know, kind of have session zero with both of both of my teams. Um, but yeah, check us out. Give us some support. Any last words, guys? Man, you got me excited to now dive into actually playing this damn game. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> awesome. Any last uh, words? I look forward to it. And I uh, I look forward to it, and I definitely want to see more of Matt's art on us uh, Cyberpunk Uncensored. Yeah, I yeah. Think sure. he should start drawing. We need some combat scenes, Matt. Get yeah, to work. Yeah. Definitely share share some of your shit to the, more shit to the group, man. We love that. Yeah, um, you're a great artist, man. I saw your page. It's awesome. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Um, all oh, right. Thank you. Well, thanks so much, guys. Thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.